Donica Strange Riscano, author, speaker, and community leader, comes to you today with Recapture, the weekly program that gives a biblical perspective on living a Christ centered life as you walk through your recovery journey. Our focus is providing healing for the family with love, knowledge, forgiveness, and information. Hello, Sunshine. It's me, Donica. Good morning. How are you, ma'am? It's great to be here for another week of Recapture. Yes, ma'am. How are you doing? I'm good. Excited. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Do you feel it's a little bit cool and breezy? A little? Yes. Yes. It's. I'm, I'm cold. Uh, yes. It's a, it's a kind of cold day. It won't stay that way. I think it'll get a little bit warmer where we are. I mean, if if... if even though I'm not particularly enjoying the cold weather, having a warm Christmas is warm. I know we're in Houston, so it's never all that cold anyway. But having, I think, what was it last year? Maybe the year before, it the it was like 85 degrees on Christmas. That's weird. It just just doesn't feel right. Well, I am loving the most wonderful time of the year. This is. Merry Christmas, the holiday season. We've been doing 25 days of Christmas, and life is busy. Uh, this this past week uh, is the end of the semester for the for the boys, taking finals, getting ready for the uh, semester to change. So, yes, the real life is happening, but we don't want to uh, forget what the season is all about i i just feel so good just about saying that part the most wonderful time of the year because we celebrate the birth of our lord and savior jesus christ how have you been go- doing on um, you know the radio audience on your 25 days of change on day 14 was reading the christmas story we talked about that last week how we did a lot of fun things and had a little activities and had a lot of snacks. But we want to settle down and focus on what the holiday season means. And I won't monopolize the whole conversation essence, but I, oh, we always say, oh, th- this day was the best day or this day was the best day. Uh, day five, the day or uh, whatever day we made the gingerbread houses was really fun and engaging. But I would say this past Sunday, day 13, we we watched Charlie Brown. We watched Charlie Brown, and and I recognized that the attention span was really like nobody was sitting down. It was really hard <laughs> to get everybody settled down. And we watched it all the way through. And then I said, stop, we're going to watch it again. And everybody tell me one thing that you like about the Charlie Brown. And guess what? Charlie Brown and the Charlie Brown was searching for the meaning of Christmas. Oh, wow. Yes. And it was so important. And we lit the Advent candle and the Advent candle was talking about joy. Joy is extreme happiness. And I was living real life this week and having some real challenges, real family challenges and when we sat down at that, at you know, Sunday night 
to light the advent candle and to watch Charlie Brown, it all made so much sense. It's like no matter what's going on, that we can choose to have joy. So we're gonna gonna kind of delve a little bit in that today, because we're talking about having gratitude and being thankful and having an ex- the definition that I read. I think it was on. Uh, Christianity.com, extreme happiness. Now, what de- definition was that? Extreme happiness was joy. Okay. We're talking about joy. That was the Advent candle that we lit on on last Sunday. Okay, cool. And so we're more so. So I know we, we were discussing and talking about gratitude and also loneliness. And so I did look up. Um, the definition of gratitude, and and so the definition of gratitude, one the one that I found says the quality of being thankful, the readiness to show appreciation for and to return kindness. Amen. I think that's true. In terms, I was like, what's the difference between thankful and gratitude? But you said it like that. It's like an attitude. I think that is a spirit. Of being thankful, it's just yeah. something, and we're going to talk about that today. That uh, it's not just; it's kind of something we learn. We could teach our children to be grateful. I I went to church, and the pastor was like, "Say thank you before you open the gift," and right. you oh. you know I do that. Oh yeah, I thank think you. A, I, I've, I've adopted that practice. Thank you, thank I teach you. This to my kids. And, and I feel it right now when I was like, "Oh my gosh." Thank you. Someone gives you something that's a nice box and it's nicely wrapped, and you're like, oh, my goodness, you thought of me, and you open it, it's a mm. pack of gum. <laughs> right. But it but, is but when see, you, yeah, and we'll, when and you we'll have thank you, I feel it. really yeah. good. I, I feel really good just saying that. And and sometimes you're like, Mama, you fake it. No, I just feel, I feel, can you go to, I think, Ephesians 5 and 20. 5 and 20? Okay. Yes, I think so. And we'll read that. And so um, it's so funny because, and I'm kind of jumping ahead here, but since you brought it up and with the gratitude and being expressing that level of of thankfulness before you even see the gift, because like you say, you can open this a pack of gum and you don't want to show a discontent or anything like that or even feel a discontent, you know, be grateful. Even if it is, even if it is a pack of gum, you, you know, for sometimes some things are just perfect timing. And it's really about how you approach it and just to express that thankfulness. It sets a certain tone within yourself and in that interaction and in the moment. It really does. And so uh, pulling up here, we have Ephesians 5 and 20. Okay, so Ephesians 5 and 20 says, Always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. It's the Word of God. That is our good news. We always put in a, a good scripture in the beginning, always giving thanks. It's a spirit of gratitude because in society, even with everything that's going on, we've been, everything that's been going on this year, uh, people want to just sweep the door on 2020. Ooh, get on out of here. So great and better things can be become. And so when we look in society, we feel like we're not successful. We don't have, we don't feel satisfied with our relationships. Uh, we have outward envy and inward disappointments mm-hmm. because you know, the economy is going was going some kind of way this year, uh, COVID, coronavirus, a lot of things contentious. But when you look out the window, when you're passing the stores, 
people shopping and doing everything, right. and you may think or feel. The, well, narr- the, the narrative is one thing, but the things that we have personally seen around us is something that's different. And, you know, and kind of us doing our research for today's topic, that's something that was basically um, the information that was presented. It's like the societal practices has gotten people um, in a general standpoint, of course, not everybody, have gotten people to a particular place of the outward envy and an inward dissatisfaction. Those things have happened because of the things put out in the media and these various quote, narratives and things of that nature. And so, you know, take a step back to think within yourself how to how to correct those things. Um, and I have I have a, a, a lot of opinions on it personally. I think that there there's the thankful side of it, and I also think that there is the confidence part of it that you should be instilled with younger on. Um, that's a part of it. But we can dive into that a little bit later as we get some of this information out. What what you got for us? I, I think that it is talking about how in society it says that we have to be a certain have a certain attractiveness, find our soulmate, and be happy all the time. And there's a way you see everybody that else that way, but inwardly you're searching, and you have a lot of uncertainty for yourself. And how do you? How do we um, combat those negative impulses? And so, and guess what? Um, they said that they started looking in social media. Scientists started doing research, and they said what they found was that people that had a, I'm going to say, a spirit of gratitude responded differently. But guess what? I always go back to the Word of God because. Ephesians 5 and 20 talked about that. So there had to be some scientific research and study. But truthfully, it's already in the Word of God that we should have a have a spirit of gratitude and a spirit of thankfulness. Right. And what's uh, interesting, as I say, being instilled with confidence, I was, um, we were talking about this. I remember when I was younger, we were in the grocery store, and it was a magazine. There's a woman on the cover of the magazine, and I'm a, I must have been just in awe or amazement at the photo on the cover. And I remember my mom told me, that's not real. She doesn't even look like that herself in real life. It's photoshopped, it's airbrushed, and things of that nature. And so a part of, like you said, the solution is the response and to understand that society and the world will tell you you have to do this by this age and this by this age. And if you don't understand this, then you're way off track. Well, that's not that's not the case. That's not reality. If Whatever your journey is, that's your own personal journey. And you need to go through things on your journey that someone else may not need to go through. And the things you're going through are going to propel you much further in the future. And so, we, especially in the social media age, we are about the glitz and the glamour and the filters. And I had to post on my, I didn't have to, but I post on my social media one day. I, I'm very comfortable with how I look without a filter. I just like how I look better with the filter on. And so um, it's not about a veil of being fake or dishonest or anything like that. And I think that if if, if you're at an age well, you're on social media. I think everybody should detox from social media every so often and just not be involved because 
No one is, is showcasing and highlighting their pitfalls and their shortcomings and the challenges that they've have to overcome. And so what else did you have regarding overcoming um, the dis- internal dissatisfaction? Well, it, it also um, talked about that gratefulness is wired in our bi- biology. It's a part of our social construct. It's a part of our environment and upbringing. Um, it's the example that I gave when I went to church. The example that I always share with you is to say thank you before you open the gift. I got it at church. And the pastor was so animated when he was like, oh, thank you. And I, I'm i smiling just saying thank you mm-hmm. because, oh, the person thought of you. And, oh, grandma with those socks for Christmas. <laughs> you need those socks when it's 30 the, degrees outside. The, the bag of peppermints and those red candies and peanuts and an orange. But that's that's tradition for grandma. Yep. So you better say, oh, grandma, thank you. And then we're getting older and, and we don't have those things. But all those little, you know, the little Christmas stocking and having the little treats and toys in them. And, uh, oh, grandma, thank you for my candy. And that's the first thing the kids will eat. They they know they're going to try to get that really fancy, uh, really fancy game. But when we are thankful, having gratitude, even in the small things, right? having gratitude for those small things, it it makes its um, reciprocity. When you do something for someone, they want to do it back for you. And it's just a cycle of a cycle of giving. Yes. A cycle of thankfulness, a cycle of. Uh, actually, they talked about when I do something for you. I would say years, years, years back in the formative years of man, mankind, that people supported one another. And you had to be, you know, like in a group. Right. People had to be in a group, stay together, and they build cultures and stuff out of sharing, being included, being thankful, right. and, and, and giving. Yeah, and so with the reciprocity, um, we're we're not saying do something just to get something in return. We're saying, according to this research by a study put out um, at the um, some individuals at Berkeley, they're they're saying that that we are biologically wired and engineered that when we receive kindness, we automatically want to give the kindness back. And I like to and I don't like to think of I would like to agree with that. I think so much is um, also something that they discussed in this study basically is kind of shaping your world around you type of thing and basically looking for opportunities to be grateful to be thankful and things like that and and it'll come to you you know um i think they said in there um people people who were more grateful for even the smallest things they had better outcomes in life uh, gratefulness uh, causes people to be more happy, satisfied, have better relationships, uh, easier to make friends. Uh, you sleep better. You have less addiction issues, less burnout, and you deal with trauma better when you have an attitude or a spirit of gratitude. 
And it's so it's so important on so many levels because, okay, so me personally, I, I, I collect fortune cookies, not like as a guide to my life or anything, but I think that there there's sometimes there's some good little words that you get from the fortune cookies. And I taped them on the back of my laptop. And so there's one fortune cookie that I have on the back of my laptop, and it says, happiness isn't wanting what, isn't, isn't having what you want, but wanting what you have. And it's just that simple. I know we talk in the recovery sphere and the addiction sphere all the time. And you may have a loved one that is still on their journey. They're still in the process of overcoming and they are not where you want them to be. But be grateful, be thankful that they're still here and they still have opportunity and chance to to recapture their life. Y'all have a chance and opportunity to recapture y'all's relationship because some people, they don't have that opportunity, you know. And so, yes, you can, um, what do they call it? In, in therapy, they call it like forward thinking and kind of imagining what you want for yourself. And that's a tool for being positive. But also be grateful for where things are right now. Yes, and I, I was thinking I want to a little bit talk about, you know, having relationships and having bonds with people and having gratitude and thankfulness about the relationship that, that you're in to at this most wonderful time of the year. It's the holiday where bustling, bustling and being busy uh, doing this COVID environment, not the same way, but I, I'm telling you, when you're driving down the street and you're going places, honey, sister, ma'am, sir, whatever, people are busy and doing things and you almost feel like you're alone but if you're not grateful for the small things the relationships that you have um then you may feel lonely and lonely does not mean being alone you could be in a crowded room with with a lot of people and still feel lonely Mm -hmm. it says uh 40 percent of uh, people feel lonely regularly uh, so even when you don't take a grasp on the gratitude and the relationships that you have, you can uh, watch what's going on social media and what's going on in life and feel like you're not in the swing of things. But some things that you can do um, is to, like we've been talking about, have gratitude, have thankfulness, uh, build better relationships. Yeah, and I think it's so. Um, what they were also discussing in the Berkeley study is that even if you feel like you don't, um, you don't have a lot of friends, but in reality, you have one or two good friends. And if you're if you're not being grateful for those one or two friends, you're kind of putting yourself in a perpetual cycle because those one or two friends, they will invite you out. It's not. It may not be as often as if you had 20 associates, but those two friends, they're going to invite you out. But because you haven't been grateful for them in a relationship, you turn it down and you put yourself further into the space that you're in of the um, ungratefulness. And so the way, the way that I framed it recently, because I've been, I was actually having this conversation with somebody. Um, If you are in a dark place you don't have a flashlight. You don't have a candle. There's not a street light around, but you you you're not going to be able to get to light by staying there. And I know that's always more easier said than done. Um, but we do have to seek out tools and information to get us to the places that we want to be. And so 
Here's one one step, one tool to implement in your everyday life. If you do feel dissatisfied with your life, for whatever variety of reasons, if you are feeling lonely, practically call someone up, put force yourself out of your comfort zone, call someone up, say, hey, you want to go out or, you know, have a Zoom call or FaceTime or all these variety of ways of connecting with people. And reform your own thinking and be grateful for the small things. Yes, it says, he who has a friend must show themselves friendly. And so the piggyback essence on what you're saying, uh, you're in a space and you feel kind of lonely or isolated. It's like, oh, but I thought you was talking about gratitude. Yes, but it, at the holiday season, I just feel like it's so important to go through this and talk about this information because there is a facade out there. Uh, but... God says he would never leave us or forsake us. And when it says he who has a friend must show himself friendly, don't assume the worst about interactions. You can Mm -hmm. judge someone's actions, but not their motives. Sister Jones, she knows she heard me. (laughs) Sister Jones didn't speak to me today. Well, Sister Jones did not speak to you today, but you don't know that if she heard you or not. So don't, uh, uh, don't assume the worst about interactions. Give people the benefit of the doubt. Don't avoid others. Accept invitations. Find new connections. Uh, if you can't resolve the way you're feeling, seek help. So you're feeling alone. You're by yourself. Don't sit in the house and wait on someone to call you. Right. Call someone else. Call someone else. Call someone else. And you know what? Uh, just going back to gratitude and thankfulness. Yes, I would just say to you, if the Holy Spirit is prompting you or put someone on your mind, Check on them. Mm-hmm. We don't do that anymore. We text. I'm a calling person. I still will call. I Until recently, I don't do it as much. Whoever it was that was really in a relationship in my life, I knew their phone number. What's my so-and-so heart. phone number? Da-da-da-da-da. So-and-so <laughs> number. And and didn't I was talking to a gentleman, well, and I was like, what's your wife's phone number? And, and the person went to their phone. phone. I was like, you don't know your wife's phone number. <laughs> well, I'm I'm putting you on the spot. You know everybody's phone number by heart. Yes, you old school, but you never keep your phone charged anyway, so you wouldn't be able to look that, it up. I am guilty of that. that <laughs> I don't. My, that um, I won't even tell myself. I that, told yes, for you. I don't keep my phone, to, but I do want to. To your ahead. point, before you move on to your point, when you said, um, "What was your point that you made?" Basically, let me see here. When when you said, uh, "Give people the benefit of the doubt," right? And so, this is what I've implemented. Uh, for myself on a practical level one if if i'm calling someone a friend or family member and i need to kind of talk something through and i need to vent or something like that i I ask them how they're doing i ask them how they're going because they may not be having a good day themselves and me calling to dump my problems onto them is not going to give me the result that i want and is going to further whatever uh, place that they're in and so when you're needing something from somebody, make sure they're in a good space first. And then the second thing that I do, if someone comes to me and they're venting or wanting to talk something out, I ask them, um, are we having a conversation or am I just listening? And those two things, they make a world of a difference when you're interacting with the people that you are close with. Because if I call my mom, Oh, my God, Mom. And I just started going and going and going and going. And she's working on something, and she's not getting the result that she wants. And she's kind of frustrated and getting short. You know, then I'm going to feel, well, she 
you know, there's, it's easy to have a, a adverse reaction to that. So just be aware of others and not only yourself in the situation to get the things on the reciprocity level. And I, I think that as we wind down, I think it's important to say positive things will make positive thinking, make positive changes. So step out for yourself to um, interact differently, have a spirit of gratefulness. And as we say, having a spirit of gratefulness and attitude, our tip for the journey is Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. For it is by grace that you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourself. It is a gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. And so on this holiday season, I am Donica. This is Essence. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thank you for joining us on this week's broadcast. My prayer is that you continue to grow, find peace, forgiveness, knowledge, and information. To learn more or connect with us, visit our website at psdiamondcelebration.com. Until next time.